Hello everyone and welcome back to the Building from the Bottom podcast. This is Chapter 4, Episode 10. I'm your host, Gareth Rafferty, and we have a really philosophical episode coming today. So, last week I had Sam on the show and we were talking through his journey, but this week it's just going to be me, no one coming on, just me talking about a few of my thoughts, feelings and sharing some advice and tips that will help you. The first one I want to start off with is decision making. This week I've had my coach approach me this week and he offered me a pretty big opportunity, but I don't know whether to take it. So I've been thinking about the idea of decision making every day this week, without a doubt. It's very tough to make a decision especially when it's someone that you've built a relationship with and it could potentially impact them in the future this decision is tough because i really need to know whether it aligns with my goals my values and what i want to do in the future and when it comes to business decisions sometimes they overlap with your personal life if i make this decision it could mean in the next five years i'll become a millionaire it could mean that the money side of my life shoots up and I become very wealthy at a young age. But it's not all about how much money you make. It's about how you make your money. And so this week I've been thinking about that whole idea quite a lot. So how do you make decisions? I'm not going to leave you high and dry without sharing some tips and advice on how to make decisions A lot of people that are around me that know me in my personal life, they will say I'm pretty bad at making decisions. But the reason they see me as being bad at making decisions is because I make the decision to push that decision making process onto someone else. So making a sandwich, for example, I've used this example before as well. I understand I talk a little bit about decision making quite a bit. And so yeah, making a sandwich, if I get asked, what sandwich do you want? Usually my response is whatever is easiest to make, whatever's open in the fridge. So if the cheese is open, brill, I'll have cheese. If the ham is open, great, I'll have ham. And I have like one or two go-tos on sandwiches just to make my life extremely easy. So when it comes to decision-making, if someone pushes me for something like a quick decision, just like something like making a sandwich, I try not to hesitate. I try to just say whatever's the first thing on my mind. The reason being is because the more time and energy you give the small decisions in your life, the less energy you're giving to something else. So if I spend five minutes debating whether I want a cheese or a ham sandwich, or when I'm in the supermarket, do I want an apple or a pear? You're just wasting time and you're also wasting energy on things that don't need the energy. So that's a whistle stop tour on making decisions. Obviously some decisions take a little longer. Some you need to spend a bit more time thinking about them, which is what I'm doing this week. I'm taking a bit more time thinking about this quite big life-changing decision. I'm asking a lot of questions, getting all the information that I need in order to make that decision. And I'm trying to figure out if it's right for me, what I want to achieve, how I want to achieve it. So that's just something to think about when you're making decisions because especially if they're big decisions as well um sometimes speed is key but other times you need to remember that 
how you make your money is more important than how much money you make. And it might seem difficult because you're not, you might not be the wealthiest of person, especially if you're similar to me. I'm just a student right now and the prospect of money is tempting. But if you do that, who knows what road that could lead you down. Sometimes that could be positive. Sometimes that could be negative mentally and physically to the people around you. And you've just got to think about every possible option, especially if it's a business opportunity, like um, someone investing in your company, someone buying out your company or you becoming a co-founder with someone else after they offered you that opportunity, all these different things. You've just got to think about it. Think about how the business is going to be marketed. What is your role going to look like? Are you going to get equity in the company? Are you going to get paid a salary straight off the bat? Or are you going to have to wait a few years before you can pay a salary? Are you or the other co-founders or the people investing in the company planning on leaving the company in five years time once it grows because they don't want to manage it full time or they just don't want to be part of it in the long term? You've got to ask all these questions, especially, obviously, this leans more towards being a co-founder in a company, but you need to think about these different things. Moving on quite swiftly to a completely different topic. People will hate everything that you do. It doesn't matter what you do, especially if you start a company, people will hate on you. They'll ask you, who do you think you are? And just like creating content online, you've got to make sure that you stay reserved in your own headspace so if people come up to you and they say oh you're never going to be able to achieve that you're a dreamer you're not being realistic all these different things i've spoke about it before but it's really important that you keep yourself in your bubble and oftentimes that may mean spending a lot of time alone you know put your headphones on some days i can spend my whole day at my laptop working not speaking to anyone And then when I finish, I'm so drawn away from everyone else that when it comes to spending time with the other people that are around me, I just can't because I'm not physically there to show up. And therefore I have to wear my headphones or um, listen to music or play some Xbox and just take my mind away and not necessarily spend time with people. But that does also come with consequences. You could push the people away that are around you, whether that be your partner, could be your friend or whatever. So it's really important to think about your mindset, especially if you're going into business, especially if you're young as well, because there's going to be lots of temptations. There's going to be your friends going out to parties. And I mean, I'm not a party guy, but a lot of people were saying, oh, why don't you come to this party? Why don't you come to this social gathering? And I just didn't because it just wasn't, aligned with me my values and where i want to go and what i want to achieve you have to think both with decision making but also with this when you look in the mirror you're the only person that's going to be looking back and are you going to be happy when you look in the mirror at the end of the night with the path that you're on if you've just got back from a party and you're looking in the mirror are you going to be happy at who is looking back and i always come back to this because it's super important whether you're 20 now or whether you're 40 in 20 years time, are you going to be happy that you stuck on that path that you're on? And the truth is I'm sure some people will be listening to this and think, well, no, I'm not really happy with the path that I'm on. And I don't really know what's going on. I don't know how I got to where I am. 
And then you need to backtrack and say, well, how can I get onto a path where I'm happy with where I am, happy with the path that I'm on, and I'm happy with what my life looks like in 20 years' time. And I say 20 years, I mean, you could judge that however you want. It could be 30 years or it could be five years. Some people like to do five-year increments. Sometimes, especially at the moment, I feel like five years is just a bit too short almost. I prefer to do 10, 20 years, especially because I've got that time. And it, by me choosing 20 years, it allows me to realize how much time I've got because, you know, I'm extremely young and even like younger when you look at the percentage of people my age are actually in business and owning a company, getting clients, etc., and making a turnover. So think about that. Think about the people that will ha- that are hating on you right now and just make sure that you don't give them too much power. Just make sure that you allow yourself that time that is needed to keep yourself up and keep yourself afloat, keep yourself positive, keep yourself in those dreams because everyone else is living in reality. And if you live in your dreams, then your dreams can come true. It's not worth falling into normality. Well, that's the way I see it anyways. Some people, they live for normal. They live to fit into that social group. They live to follow the typical plan in life. Personally, not so much. Okay, we're now going to move on to a different topic, a topic which is somewhat weird and the philosophical part of this podcast, which is the power of 22 and my birthday. I've talked about this many, many, many times, and I'm going to continue talking about it. So I'm 22 now, and my birthday was last week, the 22nd. It was six days ago. And it just feels weird to be 22 because I've always waited and always wanted to become 22. And here's a little bit why, but just before I get onto that, I want to tell you a bit about the number 22 and the number 11. So just before this podcast, I did a bit of research into these two numbers. And I'll tell you why a little bit later. The number 22 is considered one of the most powerful numbers able to turn all dreams and desires into reality. So I'm going to read that out again. The number 22 is considered one of the most powerful numbers able to turn all dreams and desires into reality. Then the number 11. Number 11 is believed to inspire you to go towards your goals and to think in a positive way. Number 11 is believed to inspire you to go towards your goals and to think in a positive way. These two numbers are extremely important in my life. Ever since I knew my birthday, I've always loved my birthday. And it's not that I love the presents and I love the people coming round, but I love the idea of my birthday. It's not the fact that it's my birthday, it's the fact that I was born on the 22nd of the 11th because 22 is obviously double 11. And my, ber- my dad's birthday was on the 11th of August. So I automatically feel connected to my dad because of that, because of it being a factor of each other. So, and I've probably got a lot of math people going crazy right now because I've said it was a factor of another. 
and it's not technically. But so that's just one reason why. But it gets a lot, lot deeper than that. And make sure you stick around to hear what I'm about to say. So 22, right? 22 and 11. 11 is probably more connected to my family, to be honest, than 22. But my sister, she was born on the 24th of October. That's a month. Well, it's, it's a month and like, basically there's two, there's two days difference between 22 and 24. So that's entwined into the number two. So two is automatically my lucky number. Um, whether it's 22, whether it's two, whether it's two, 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 whatever that might be, it's two. Number 11, however, is really intertwined in my family. A lot of people get really superstitious about the number 11, saying 11, 11, saying that it's, it's lucky and um, all these other different things, saying that the gods are watching over you. And for the modern age, it seems almost backtracking to the Roman age when they used to pray to gods on a regular basis. Anyhow, so the number 11, my sister has two children. She had her second one just over a month ago. And you will never believe this, but my sister's first child was born on the 11th of April. That's completely fine. Okay, I've got a little bit more 11 in my, in my um, family. But my sister's second child was born exactly two years and six months to the day after her first child, right? The 11th of October. How crazy is that? So that's not even the weirdest part. The weirdest part is both children came on their due date. So my sister's first child, I rang her up on the morning of her having this first child and I said to her, hi Celine, how are you feeling? And she said, sorry Gareth, it's not gonna be today. Three hours later, four hours later, I was getting a phone call and saying, yep, your sister's a neighbor. So she had her first one on the due date. Okay, it happens sometimes, it's like a 1% chance or something like that, that you're gonna have it on your due date. Completely fine. Her second child, she was like, oh no, I'm definitely gonna have this one early. She didn't have it early. She had it on the day. And she was certain she wasn't gonna have it on the day, but then things rolled over and it just so happened that on the day of being projected to have her baby, she had her baby. Now, I don't know if anyone else has weird families like this that have had multiple children on the due date, but the fact that it's such a slim percentage of people that have them on their due date, it's really, really weird. And the fact that it's both on the 11th is also extremely weird to me. There are loads of ways that the number 11 is intertwined into my family even more, but I'm just going to leave it at that. So if you're listening to this still and you're hearing what I'm saying, I'd love for you guys to comment and tell me what you think about this philosophy around my family and the number 22 and the number 11 babies and all these different things it's weird to be honest it's quite weird especially because right that my dad's birthday was on the 11th of august and both of these kids birthdays are on the 11th it just seems 
more than coincidental. And a lot of people say, I think, that the number 11 is beyond coincidence. So the fact that all this has happened just seems a little bit odd. And the fact that I've always been wanting to be 22 and I haven't cared about 18, 16 or 21. Maybe something's going to happen this year. We will see. I mean, I'm only a week in. We'll see what happens. But yeah, maybe 22 is my year. And you guys will be along the journey with me this season and next to see my 22nd year of living. And that's the end of the podcast, unfortunately, guys. I know you love to hear me go philosophical, but you have to make sure that you stick around for the next podcast because next week we're going to be jumping a bit more into sales. So make sure you stick around for that. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I'd love to know your thoughts on some of the different things, whether it's the decision-making side and you can help me make this big decision or whether it's the philosophical side of this podcast about my birthday and the power of 22 and the number 11. I'd love to know your thoughts. Feel free to drop me a message on my social media, which you can find in my description to this podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And this has been chapter four, episode 10 of the Building from the Bottom podcast. I hope you have a great week and I'll speak to you all very, very soon.